0: the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Howdy-do. Greetings. Welcome back, KB Creators, for another adventure of Advancing our. Best lives, our minds, our bodies, our souls together to manifest whatever we can imagine to manifest. StephenCanyon.com is the website. Are you? Is that your foot under the table? No. No. How are you, Maggie? <laughs>
1: how, how do you do? Did I
0: say the website is StephenCanyon.com? Yes. I think I did say that.
1: And follow you on Instagram at StephenCanyon, Facebook StephenCanyon Co.
0: I uh, text I would... you
1: eight four four eight four four zero zero four nine.
0: Those are the digits. I would not have a problem with chocolate if they just called it something else.
1: You do have a problem, though. At least you can admit it. That's the first step to recovery.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> but shouldn't you know? If they seriously, if they called it, I don't know, something other than chocolate, I could probably do without it.
1: I don't believe that. I think they could call it.
0: I mean, goo. Doesn't, doesn't just the, the, the na- doesn't Blood. the word chocolate send shivers up your spine?
1: Because it's chocolate. Yes. Exactly. No. Oh.
0: You mentioned three. Oh, <laughs> hi, everybody. Um, Meg, you mentioned three very specific amazing meals that we've had. And just. I did. Was didn't that I? was this morning, wasn't yeah. it? And we were talking about it. And each one of those, I noticed as you were describing those meals that they also were associated with a special place. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Was it the place was special because of the meal, or was the meal special? It was the whole encompassing
1: the experience that made it so memorable and perfect. Number one. Number one. Oh, like one yeah, out of I three. Went, yeah. Okay.
0: Put them in order. Oh,
1: no question. Number one. We had the most fantastical, otherworldly Thanksgiving feast at Natalie's, a French restaurant in mm-hmm. Camden, mm-hmm. Maine. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. My mouth watering. I what was so talk. amazing about it?
0: I'm, okay, everything. You,
1: so I, I mean, oh my goodness! So there were so many courses. Oh, and and I have an allergy to wheat, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. everything had to be gluten free. And they and they literally made everything from scratch, gluten free, just for us. This
0: was a three-hour. Adventure. It was wasn't it? it took three yes. three hours it and was, how many courses? It was six was
1: it? or seven. And it six kept, or seven it courses. And we couldn't eat all of it, of oh, course. Of course, but, but it just kept going we and could, and we tried. F- we did try. <laughs> well, it was Thanksgiving, so we're going for it. But it it just it kept going and going. The ambiance was perfect. There was a fireplace. I remember the, chairs, the color red. The red, red. The, red, the color Everything red is everywhere. Was. And they put you in these really comfortable chairs, so you can just sort of stay forever. And it was just it was. Maybe the best meal. It, everything was just perfect. The
0: ambiance, the service, all of it, and then yeah. now, so that's number one, or is that number three? That was
1: number one. So no, that's that's okay, number
0: one. Number one. I yeah. agree with that. And I have to say that was a yeah. memorable yeah. meal, and it was it was
1: super super you know <laughs> high high level fine dining, but mm-hmm. it was not stuffy at all. Number two. Number two. Um, that's a that's a hard one. So I would have to rank the. Uh, lemongrass, crab, coconut Mm. curry dish at...
0: Can you tell we haven't had lunch, by the way? (laughs) It's at the
1: Belmont Hotel in Santa Barbara.
0: Up on the hill, right? Mm -hmm. And you can Mm -hmm. see the
1: Oh, yeah. So there's a beautiful view. view. You've got that California breeze, that California Mm -hmm. weather cooking, and just fresh, 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 amazing food. And crab meat in the... Endumes. And yeah, so the, it was jasmine rice, mm-hmm. it's like a coconut curry, lemongrass situation, and, and perfect peppers temperature, and, and sunshine oh, exactly
0: oh. as it should be. Yes, and could we see the ocean from there? I don't remember now.
1: I, I think it was, it may be a little bit, it was up pretty high. Yeah, I think we could.
0: Number three,
1: uh, and then number three, that would be Coquettes in Colorado Springs.
0: Coquette's, and we've had more than one meal at Co- Oh yes, Coquette's is I've, not so
1: much a meal, as just think, a go-to. Well, I
0: think Coquette's should be number one because we've probably <laughs> eaten there far, well, definitely more than the other it's, places. Yeah, but.
1: well, it's just a, it is a good go-to, and Coquette's is just straight up, Comfort food top to bottom, but you cannot it's, get it's anything gluten
0: free, so it's <laughs> it doesn't matter. That just well, means I'm well, not I gonna have to. Oh, a, a this, is he- this is healthy, we can eat anything we want because it's all just gluten free. <laughs> yeah, so, that's not it. Fr- are you kidding? Fried chicken, oh, I know, french fries, yeah, fried the whole
1: thing, just any. Oh, whole, they've got cupcakes. They, there's not one healthy thing on it's that menu, a bakery
0: in house, but yeah. everything that they create there yeah. is gluten free.
1: Well, and you know, if if you if you oh are, if if you do have to avoid wheat, it, okay. it, you, There are certain things that you <laughs> never don't. get to have, and they have all of them. It was
0: a mistake to go down this road. I'm I love it. You, that was I'm, really fun. I'm hungry now.
1: I know, I can feel the <laughs> my mouth watering. I can barely. Well, that was fun. Mine is, mine is too. <laughs> I can barely uh, talk. I need to. Okay,
0: yeah. everyone. <laughs> everyone has something, and usually more than one something that they really, really, really want. Mm-hmm. I mean, outside of food. And the one, the one, yeah, right. the one big thing that they dream about, the one thing that they, you know, deeply desire. Mm. If you, and this is usually pretty easy. If we, whenever I start a conversation off with somebody, and then we're going to talk about kinetic belief and manifestations and attracting, that is a great way to sort of crack the ice, break mm-hmm. the ice.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What do you deeply desire most? And just like that, most people can tell you. Yeah. Most of those desires fall in line with what people think define a great life like uh, financial prosperity or they'll say health is the most important thing to me family mm-hmm. um, but you know whatever they define as success that's a great place to start yet you know something that I find fascinating I mean as long as I've been doing this. Mm-hmm. Even though somebody can very quickly, just like you, number one, uh, Camden Maine, the meal there. Number one, they can go there very quickly and point to what their greatest desire is. But then uh, they can follow that or they follow that up with, well, that desire has gone unfulfilled in my life.
1: Hmm.
0: Now, think about that. It's your number one, most important granddaddy of all, biggest desire, but it's unfulfilled. Hmm. So Why?
1: That's, that's that's a great point you're making, and, and so many Why? of us don't put that together, do we? We well, don't piece that together. If,
0: if you knew that that restaurant in Camden, Maine, was the number one, best <laughs> low, best thing meal you could ever have, and you want that more than anything you really, 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 really wanted, then you could plot your course out, couldn't you? Yeah. To, how do True. I get there? This is the flight that I take. This is the, the days I need off from work. Da-da-da-da-da. Calendar it. Next thing you know, bam, mm-hmm. you're there doing the number one thing. Number one desire, you can name it, but why isn't it, why hasn't it been fulfilled?
1: And why do we put it off? You know, why do we have this, this sense of, oh, for the really, what we see as the big stuff, we always put it off to the future.
0: Put it off knowingly, unknowingly, something's happening to not manifest that greatest, biggest desire. Most people already know the basics of what it even takes to exchange something in their lives for something new, for that greatest desire. Mm -hmm. For example, you would know that you've got to exchange these days of work at the office in exchange for the travel, the hotel, the time spent going to yeah. Camden, Maine, whatever. Right. So you can you, even, most you know people, how to get there. Yeah. You know how to get there. Yeah. They can give you the roadmap for it, but still it goes unfulfilled. So the question again is why? KBs who've been uh, working their kinetic belief understand the creational principles that begin working by believing something, by speaking right words, uh, putting belief into action, they understand the importance of vibrational energy. We talk about it all the time, the manifesting power of light, uh, the the, uh, power that is contained in the energetics of unconditional love. They get that. They understand that. And what comes to them through being forgiving, Um, having no bitterness, no anger, not chasing after negative imaginations and and those thoughts, knowing how to deal with those, and even just being an observer of those streams of thought and saying, I I can smile at that and know that that's not me. A lot of people have gotten to that place. But if you've been pursuing each of these things and it... And it does, it takes continual pursuit, like we're talking about the Camden, Maine, or whatever. The continual pursuit of attaching your efforts to those dots along the roadmap that you created for yourself. You're pursuing each of those, and you're continuing in that pursuit and still have not manifested what you desire most. You might be wondering, well, well what, what am I missing? Hmm.
1: Well, you know, when I was little there, there were definitely specific things that I really wanted, like a a ranch in Colorado, for example.
0: (laughs) When you were little, you (laughs) wanted a ranch in Colorado? Yeah. (laughs) That's admirable, by the way. Oh, man. Well, are you kidding? You know, (laughs) you
1: watch uh, Black Beauty one time and you're in. That's what you want.
0: Well, well, I'm with you, kiddo. (laughs) A ranch in Montana.
1: But I wasn't, you know, then though, I wasn't at a place. Colorado. Right Mont either one okay. they're interchangeable but for me but you know but then I wasn't at a place yet you know because I was a kid where I could even be in control in total control of my desires
0: I you know I knew another kid that um, when I was growing up I knew a kid that wanted a horse they saw me around on mine and yeah. uh, their dad drove them past a field they told me that had a horse in it mm-hmm. and said, Okay, you see that horse out there? That's yours. You can't ride it. You can't even go in there to pet it. But that horse out there, that's yours.
1: <laughs> Dad.
0: <laughs> and we'll drive past it every once in a while and you can go, there's my horse. Oh my gosh. But this is what happens when you're conditioned for permission.
1: That's so true. You
0: have what other people say you can have or not have, mm. and it's going to be on their terms. You know, There are some key hindrances and, and some really powerful kinetic belief modalities that I think can help you discover why it is that you don't have what you desire most so that you can begin making a change and, and turning those things around in your life. If you don't have what you desire most right now, begin today by asking some questions and be honest with yourself. What or who are you relying on for what you desire most? That's great. Are you, Your income? Are you you relying on your income, your connections, somebody that you know um, or that you think you need to know? Are you relying on the government? In other words, who or what is your source? Because it's easy to say that, well, the universe or God is my source. But if you suddenly find yourself out of a job, you're going to quickly find out who or what your source is by the way that you respond to that for example if you panic and you become overwhelmed with fear you know that you've made your job your source if uh, if you're afraid of losing your job or or you search the internet you know and you're asking friends for the answer to some relationship or you're Google searching uh, some health problem, don't ever do that.
1: Don't ever do that. But if you do
0: that, then (laughs) the the power of your authority and your supernatural dominion as a creative kinetic believer created in the image of the creator, Mm. the supernatural essence of your being who is one with God is not yet your identity.
1: Wow. So you're saying it's not only... Who we are, but it's also knowing whose we are that empowers Mm -hmm. us. Yes, yes, Um, whose we are. Yes, I love that to unattach from every Mm -hmm. sense of condemnation and and just from the negative identity um, that those stories we tell ourselves of of failure. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes, certainly the bias of the creator uses a lot of different ways to send light and to send wisdom. Mm to us that's beautiful but if that source is not our only source and i would underscore only Mm. the only way of advancing your being that you rely upon then your hope is in the wrong place your your Mm. uh, search is in the wrong place your reliance is in the wrong place because you've hitched your wagon to the wrong horse with, without kinetic belief, it is impossible, and I mean it. It's impossible to fully manifest your best life in your relationships, in in everything that you you do, in your the creative expression of self, the the unique uh, talent that you've been given to observe and be aware of the universe around you. You cannot fully manifest that, and it's only when you trust fully in the partnership that you have with the. Abundance of life, source, energy, will you then begin attracting the desires of your soul? Most people, look, most people don't dream beyond what they can easily believe is possible for them. Right. Uh, They have to be able to see themselves completing whatever it is that they imagine themselves receiving with what they've already accomplished in their life to date. But there there is nothing in quantum theory, there is nothing in the world's religions, there is nothing in the uh, uh, annals of the history of faith teachers, nothing in the Hall of (laughs) Records of Human Achievement that does not agree that in 2021 that all things are possible for those who adhere to and rely on what they believe. All things are possible for those who know how to Unwaveringly, kinetically wow. believe.
1: Isn't that it? It seems like most people um, that will look at something and then think, "Is that something I can be successful doing?" You know, they're they're qualifying it before they right. even uh, take that next step. But but you're saying that if we measure what we wish we could have or or what we wish we could do um, by what we've done in the past, then I mean, obviously, most people will say, "I can't do that because because I've never done it before." I mean, that seems obvious. But you know, we've even talked before about how. The environment you, that you're growing up in, the examples that you're shown early in life and throughout your life, you know, that's why so many of us tend to stay in the in the same area, in the same space, because that's all we've known.
0: If you keep thinking the thoughts you've been thinking, you keep imagining what you've already seen, you keep having the same conversations that you've been having, you're going to keep manifesting what you've already yeah.
1: have. Yeah,
0: wow. Uh, but you know, the things you desire most far exceed... Uh, what seems possible if if that is the case, and it's a great way, a great way to even pose the question to yourself, do the things you desire most far exceed what seems possible to you? I mean do you allow yourself to believe for things that are outside what your your salary or your circumstances or or even your body can accomplish in other words have you ever have you ever worked out or Push your physical body beyond the voice in your head that's saying, "Ouch, you're hurting me. <laughs> you need to stop right now. I'm tired.
1: <laughs>
0: oh yeah, I, I don't want to go up another step.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: which we've been doing since we, we've been in this hotel for. I'm we're ready to check out, but we've been here for a little while, and we purposed mm-hmm. three weeks ago. We we're on the third floor to take the which stairs. Is actually, the fourth for that some reason. Actually, the fourth. <laughs> Because, yeah, that's true. Because ground is zero. So we take the stairs up and you know, every time Mm -hmm. we go up and down. And when we, (laughs) day one, I'm hearing that voice, ouch, don't do that. There's the elevator. Oh, is that you? (laughs) If you haven't yet uh, learned to invert Mm -hmm. the self, the supernatural self above your natural self, putting down the made up story of you. It, and it is made up if you're identifying with that with that female voice or that male or that other voice whatever that voice is in your head if you're identifying with it you're hurting me you need to stop now you're never you'll never succeed you'll never make a lot of money you'll never be whatever if you're identifying with a voice of failure that you're imagining put is putting you down and it's a made up story of you that to Not allow the essence of who you really are to be first place in your life. Look, there are natural limits to everything that's here on the earth, but it is your original supernatural one of a kind eternal self and its abilities to imagine and to desire and to be grateful and to speak and act those are the qualities of the eternal being that are limitless that will have you running up and down flights of stairs that will have you doing things that you otherwise in the natural would never imagine to be able to do the key to the key to continuous uh, way of life, the kinetic believer, the bel- kinetic belief way of life is that you. We have to discipline ourselves not to try and think of how it could happen, how it's going to show up, how is this going to going to manifest, how am I going to make it up four flights of stairs multiple times a day? Your physical place in the universe, the space that you're occupying, that is all the evidence that you'll ever need. That whatever it is that you desire already exists. Now, think about this. The fact, the fact, the truth, the subjective, the reality, the objective reality that you are occupying space in this universe is all the evidence you need that whatever you desire already exists. And your gratitude for what you desire as having already come to pass, that is the absolute that attracts the limitless. What if you're believing for something and two years pass, five years pass, ten years pass, and nothing is showing up? Well, time is passing anyway, isn't it? I mean, you might as well believe for something in the meantime and do so without wondering if you deserve it or not.
1: Well, you know, this really reminds me of something that you've been, you've just been really driving home in the podcast lately. You've been saying, if you're willing to stand forever, you won't have to stand for long. Hmm. Because thinking about how long something may take, it's a form of fear, isn't it? I mean, it's detrimental to our process.
0: Yes, fear that something you desire won't manifest for you. And the relief valve for that is not being willing to wait for it and so many and everybody has their own timetable but most people are they've got their their finger on the relief valve mm-hmm. if there was even a remote possibility that the universe was doing just fine without letting go of something that you wish you could have or if you could possibly come up with something that's so big so outrageous <laughs> That God who created the cosmos would shout down through the corridors of the galaxies and say, whoa, wait a minute, Tom, that's just a little too much, little buddy. I mean, you're awesome and everything, but you've crossed the line with that one.
1: (laughs) Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, hold hold on here. (laughs) If if you were created with the lifeblood of awareness and of imagination, the ability to see the world ablaze with the light of passion and desire, then everything else is small potatoes. Mm -hmm. For you not to be able to freely manifest anything that you can imagine to desire would be a mathematical contradiction to an expanding universe to all things
1: okay let's say that somebody is convinced that they could actually become ultra successful um but then aren't there a lot of people that that they're sort of um afraid of success that one has always been you know a mystery to me but i do know i've known people that that had this as it's almost an
0: ailment and you know that's uh, interesting question because it's also been kind of a mystery to me. We I don't think we're really wired that way, but a lot of people are yeah. afraid they're, they're mm-hmm. fearful of being successful. And,
1: and it usually, you know, manifests with self-sabotage. Yes. That's how you see yes. it. Yes. Self-sabotage
0: just right before they cross the finish yeah. line they, yeah. or they or the the end zone. They turn and run in the other direction or they kick the ball.
1: <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're obviously... Cape. Toward the opponent's goal. <laughs> exactly. If you If you want that inside joke, listen to yesterday's yeah. podcast. <laughs> so, sure. But yeah, we've both seen that.
0: Well, a lot of people do struggle with what I call uh, the not being worthy syndrome. Mm. They don't mm. feel like they deserve what they desire. And so they self-destruct. What makes you feel like you have value? What is that? I mean, most people have their identity and sense of self-worth attached to something in their life.
1: Yes. I saw this really great um, cartoon from an old New Yorker and you know what you're talking about is also a lot of people it manifests as imposter syndrome so Mm -hmm. when they do actually attain success they feel like they're faking it Mm -hmm. and um, the cartoon was this woman she looked kind of frazzled and she said I don't I don't know if I'm good enough to have imposter syndrome. (laughs)
0: <laughs> sure. Well, it, it, and, you know, and it's all seriousness, it can be your appearance yeah. or it can be uh, your material belongings or most often, and by that I mean most always, the opinions of others determine oh, yeah. most people's sense of identity so true. and their sense of self-worth. Many times, a lot of people see their value as tied to their profession and their education or you know, some other institution, but what happens when those things are no longer there? Right. Whatever it is, imagine that that thing is gone. Yeah. I, I don't know if I told you this. I think I did, but okay. I was many, many years ago. I, 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 um, I don't remember why, and that's not important, but I was...
1: <laughs> what day was it? What time? Yes.
0: It was on a day <laughs> much like today. <laughs> yes. But uh, many okay. years ago, I was sitting in a restaurant. I was by myself over in a little town called Bristol, Tennessee, okay. traveling through there, and... It was in the middle middle of the afternoon, and I'm sitting there looking out some windows at just a random parking lot, whatever, and I had the most surreal experience of the sky speeding up, time flying by as I'm looking out, things disappearing, the parking lot falling apart, crumbling, and everything just mm-hmm. growing back into the natural environment. It's almost like everything was wiped out, it just disappeared. What did it, I mean it was so real to me, and I felt like I was just being I was try, time traveling mm. and seeing these things disappear. But, but the, the question that I that, that kind of conjures to my mind right now is what happens if things are gone? What happens if the job is gone? Those things you're relying on are gone? Who are you? What are you? If tomorrow you could no longer do what you do professionally, would you lose your value? I mean, would it change the who of who you are? Because that's what happens to pro athletes, isn't it? And, and you know a lot of celebrities when they're yeah. um, or injured or they, they age and they get older. Yeah. You know, we were talking about child actors the other mm-hmm. day. All their identity was wrapped up in what they did instead of who they are.
1: Yes. Well, this is this is also, you know, the empty nest syndrome that, that people who yes. pour themselves into their children can struggle with sometimes, too.
0: Sure. And and then so if they lose what they do, if they lose that sense of identity, they don't know who they who they are anymore.
1: Wow. And this is a really powerful question. You know, this idea of what have I what are the building blocks of my identity You know, what have I uh, pieced together and where does it come from? What are the roots of my identity? You know, I was FaceTiming my niece last night and uh, my sister, her mom came in the room and told her she needed to think about what she wants to wear to school tomorrow because it's career day and with, you know, dripping with attitude, she says... What's a career?
0: <laughs> By the way, I was watching that from across the room. I mean, I couldn't hear what what you guys were talking about. But she is one of the most animated little little girls. She's it's hilarious. Fun, she's fun to watch.
1: Well, and she um she she actually has a very dry sense of humor, and so you know she's one of those kids where you think she's being serious, and she's just screwing with you basically. <laughs> so
0: she says, "What's a career?" Oh yeah,
1: she says, "What's a career?" Like it's a like it's. A disease or something,
0: put on a cowboy hat and go on to school. That's probably
1: what she did. <laughs> she, well, I did see, I did hear her as I was saying goodbye. She was asking her mom for a rope,
0: a rope, <laughs> yeah. so she was supposed to dress up for
1: whatever, car- yeah, just to pretend that she has a career. So, no. I want to be a is. fire truck. <laughs> that's her brother. That's, oh, that's her younger brother. brother.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. when you transcend the natural self to embrace the essence of your supernatural identity in your. Uh, creator as your only source of value it will be impossible for you ever again to be insecure about anything you you won't need lots of uh, compliments you won't need those pats on the back wow i mean you're not going to need to be promoted to feel valuable
1: when i love that you're piecing together supernatural identity and then also asking us to pause and think about what we have built up our identity with because How can we have a supernatural identity when all that that we're building with is, uh, you know, these natural, tactile, sensory things, you know, other people's opinions and what life feels like. And this is wonderful. So we're
0: we're transcending all of that natural identity, uh, those identifiers to embrace the essence of our supernatural identity, Mm. because you know that your value was set before you were even born. Intrinsically, in yeah. everybody that I talk to, Megan, I, we get there. Mm. There's a knowing, you know, I, I again, I don't like saying how deep or it's deep or shallow or uh, you know, but that's, <laughs> that's just the way most people identify it so with it. So we'll just say there's a knowing deep within everybody, that there is a value to you that was set before you came into the natural. Every single person comes into the natural as a masterpiece. With a genius of purpose, and, and by purpose I mean the genius of awareness. Hmm. Hmm. So the next time negative influencers within or without try to bring a thought to you that you know what you're not worth much, stop and ask ask yourself the question. Why is it that the greatest miracle of creation in the entire universe for expanding awareness of the highest form of creation with an ability to replicate an imagination for anything (laughs) hoped for or imagined and attract it into existence and manifest it, which includes me, why is it that um, I'm not really worth much? Right. What's broken in that sense of self-value? The economy changes, professions change, but your values never change. What you value, uh, if, if it's if it's misplaced, if ne- it never changes, unless you make the put in the work and roll up your sleeves and say, you know what, I'm gonna go back to the original source of my identity, and I'm gonna work on some things, and, and I've got to do this shift of reality, shift of sense of self. Let the light of your positive vibrational connection with source be your only source of value and your mind, body, and soul will then be prepared to receive, to take with your hand, to manifest whatever it is that you desire in life.
1: Well, when we pause to take stock, just even for this single moment... Of, of Okay, what are we using? You know, what materials are we using to build our identity with? You quickly realize that there are so many options and so many different types of, of these identity crutches, aren't there?
0: Lots of crutches and everything from relationships to careers
1: mm.
0: to drugs.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm a smoker. Well, I'm not a smoker. Mm-hmm. How about you're neither one of those? Mm-hmm. Because, yes, there are there are so many people who believe they can't make it without a particular person in their life, for example. But they see that person as the one that has their back. So there's a problem if that person is not there to have their back or they have a a wingman they can count on. (laughs) Yes. And then if they lose that person for some reason, then they don't feel like they can go on. If that's how you feel, listen, too much of your soul too much of the light of your being is being given to another person, which is a place where you should be filled with the presence of being one with God, one with love, one with all that is good. Because when you are aligned with the essence of self, your perfected being, you can make it through anything because your creator is your wingman, mm-hmm. The artist of you that created you and imagined you has your back and is the anchor of your soul. It's beyond the natural or the supernatural bias for all of creation. That when you decide that you're willing to advance your life, um, that you know that that will always be there. You can mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. count on that source. You can always count on the truth. Is the power of the highest vibrational energy of light and love will never ever leave you. You can wobble away from its presence by believing the fear, believing the failure, identifying with something that's broken, believing some negative storyline narrative. You turn your back and you diminish when you do that as a result. But at any time that you will, to step into the power of your kinetic belief, for anything, the ability of creation will never (laughs) not be there for you. In fact, um, Your only source for life only knows the source for life, and it's always there, and it cannot let you down. The power for life is immutable, meaning it doesn't change. You are not special enough to change it, just special enough to enjoy it, Wow! and you'll always be just as valuable to life source energy as you were when you were created as you were when you thought you were nothing special, as you are now that you know that you are a masterpiece. You will always be priceless to life source energy. You'll always be priceless to God.
1: Wow, I love thinking about everybody that we meet that way, thinking about you and me like that, that we're all priceless. Um, And that's just the miracle of life, isn't it?
0: Yeah, you know, every living, breathing human being is a one-of-a-kind, priceless creation. We were talking about this at dinner the other night, and we'd been having some wonderful conversations with some of the servers and people that we've been meeting. And everybody's so beautiful. And, and you see yourself and them and them and you and all of us as one. And when a human creative is ready and, more importantly, uh, willing to stop believing the narrative lies, the misinformation, then they are positioned to have what they desire most because they have put themselves in the proper place in their life and they're aligned with all things being possible. You see, most everybody has experienced some kind of difficult, soul-searching, trying times, and especially during this last year. And they are continuing in, in many, many places around the world right now. You know, historically, where the, uh, the norm has been shaken or disrupted, people find out who and, and what their source really is. I mean, they find out who their wingman really is <laughs> and what their rock is and where their identity is and where they can find their peace. So do you find your peace in your government? I mean, in the state of some economy somewhere, the state of politics, maybe, or in your large supply of toilet paper?
1: I forgot about that.
0: You forgot about your piece? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that wasn't oh in your man. toilet paper then. You're right. There, <laughs> there, are, there are only two directions we can look for what we need and desire in the natural realm. We can look to who we were created to represent in the natural by being the expression of our supernatural self operating in the fullness of creative power, able to attract and manifest all Mm -hmm. things, or we can look for what we need in our natural false sense of self, consciously aware of needing some kind of validation, uh, being conditioned for permission.
1: (laughs) That would be a great t-shirt, actually. I'm no longer conditioned for permission. You know, uh, yeah, I like. Can that. we please bumper sticker? I want it on t-shirt. my back, though. <laughs> Walking away, um, but seriously, you know, change. It's it is it can be scary for a lot of us. It seems like, you know, sometimes you just don't feel safe if you're not mm-hmm. able to to stay close to what's uh, familiar. That can be the thing that sort of creeps up.
0: Familiarity, going to the same place, sitting in the same place, having the same conversations, running around with the same people doing the same thing familiarity hmm. you know most people are shaken to the core and they lose their inner peace when things change because they've been relying on circumstances they've been relying on conditions hmm. but that is misplacing identity placing belief where it's not it's just not supposed to be there that's taking taking it away from the original source of your inner being and giving it some superficial story in hopes of simply surviving the natural condition. Now, this doesn't mean that we can't have confidence in other people, but the essence of our supernatural being in alignment with God alone should have that major place in all of our expectations. Confidence in people is optional. Confidence in God (laughs) is not.
1: Yes, I love that confidence in people is optional.
0: Confidence in God is not.
1: And confidence in God
0: is not. We wow. were not created to be train wrecks. We were created mm-hmm. to blow this universe wide open with the joy of awareness. Yeah. And just look at the life of someone who has learned to make God their only source of identity. Mm-hmm. Powerful. Powerful. There's there's actually a verse in the Bible from the book of Jeremiah that says, Blessed are those who trust in God and have made God their hope and confidence. They're like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. That Think about it. That's the key to using the law of attraction to manifest what you desire most. When God, who is the original creator, the original bias before the big bang for everything in the universe is your everything. Well, you can have anything. When you replace the source for all things with something else, with somebody else, with fear, worry, doubt, a job, money. Government, whatever, that something else becomes the source for something it can't provide.
1: Wow. And I really love how you've brought it. You've taken this huge lesson, this incredibly important life altering lesson, but you've brought it down to this concept so that we can, we can grab it and use it in our everyday life. You know, when we're looking at our identity, we can say, well, is this building block, this part of my identity, can it change? Mm -hmm. And if it can, it has no place there. And so that always going back, like, I love that word that you used immutable making sure that every single piece of our identity, everything that it's anchored in is completely immutable. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes. Yeah.
1: It's so powerful, you know, and, but this whole process, I mean, sometimes it can really feel like, uh, like you know, at the carnival, like a house of mirrors or one of those one of my terrible favorite like favorite things to go in by the way. Oh my gosh. I don't, I don't or or one of those like terrible corn Straight. mazes mm-hmm. or something, you yeah. know. What's real, what's not? You know, let mm-hmm. me just follow Alice <laughs> down the rabbit hole and maybe that's the way out of this mess. Yeah, I didn't, <laughs> who knows. But that
0: is so it, Megan, because identifying with source is everything. And if if mm. I if I want to order a truckload of Fruit Loops, I cannot call Beanie Weenies to get it. I'll get a truck of Beanie Weenies and wonder why nothing ever works out for me. What? No, I get on the phone (laughs) with Fruit Loops and I tell them how grateful I am for receiving my Fruit Loops, and then I patiently wait for the sound of the truck. And then before you know it, I ain't got enough (laughs) Fruit Loops for the entire neighborhood.
1: And you're like, where is the milk?
0: Well, then I call the milk truck people, but I'm pointing, you know what I'm I'm (laughs) pointing to as many ways as, as I can think of possible for KBs to make daily adjustments for navigating their journey of the abundant life through, through these podcasts, because it can be challenging. Uh, to without bias pay attention to what you're thinking about how you feel about things and see why it is that you don't have what you desire most manifesting in your life but the the wise kb is eager to do so because they know it's going to help them overcome uh, and and to break through and finally manifest their greatest desire and all the others but now here is a big secret If you can imagine it, it's because it already belongs to you. You were equipped with the imaginative portal for that thing to come into the natural. And if you can observe it, it's because it exists. The all-knowing oneness of creation created you with the portal of awareness of your thought forms because the desire of God is for you to have those things that you imagine. Do like Einstein, spend more time formulating the right questions and then ask for the wisdom to transcend your awareness in these areas. You were created to do this. Journal your kinetic belief and then prepare to manifest what you desire most. Yes. Well, let's work on some highest few points. And in. let's just say this and sh- shout it, say it out loud. I can... I can do anything I desire. I
1: can do anything I desire.
0: I can have anything I desire. I can
1: have anything I desire. Because
0: I don't doubt it. Because
1: I do not doubt it.
0: I am healthy. I'm healthy. Healing has become me.
1: Healing has become me.
0: I identify with being healed.
1: I identify with being healed. I am the healed. I am the, heal- the healed. <laughs> Pre-
0: protecting my healing.
1: Protecting my healing. I
0: am wealthy. I'm
1: wealthy. Because
0: I identify with the source for all things.
1: Because I identify with the source for all things.
0: I am so happy. I am
1: so Oh so happy. I am
0: filled with joy.
1: I'm filled with joy. Not
0: because I feel like I am.
1: And not because I feel like it. But
0: because I am. But
1: because I am.
0: I am enjoying me today.
1: I'm enjoying me today. Because
0: after all, because after all, every good thing,
1: every good thing is in me. Is in me. Around me. Around me.
0: I am light.
1: I'm light. I am love. I'm love. I
0: am joy. I'm joy. I am I am. Therefore.
1: (laughs) Therefore. Because
0: I'm one with God. Because
1: I'm one with God. I am. I am. Wow. Yes, you have absolutely shown us the roadmap to identifying our identity source, understanding it, where should we be getting it from, incredibly empowering today. Make sure you go to StephenCanyon.com to check out all of the great resources there. And as Stephen mentioned yesterday, we are planning a retreat in Costa Rica.
0: Coming up this year. Yeah. And you want to grab your mat As soon as they become available. (laughs) You're
1: mad. (laughs) Grab your spot, grab your mat.
0: And look, make sure you're sharing these podcasts with someone that you love. Send it out to someone else, and I think it's a great gift. And let them know that today we're talking about why you should rethink your greatest desires. Sending out much love and light to all you KB creatives all Mm -hmm. around the world.
1: Thanks as usual, Stephen, for all the wisdom.
0: Bye.